Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon, and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We're here at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road. Uh, Everybody's shopping. Everybody is shopping, and there's got lots of th- masks on. Lots of things to choose from. Yeah, I've got the masks on, um, and lots of opportunities there. Blue Plumbago, <laughs> I still see people putting it. It's hard to pass up with that beautiful blue. Yeah, he's got a good supply of them, too. Yeah, I saw some more out there, too. So, uh, Lantana's on sale, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, that's a good one. And I saw uh, a person walk, walk by that had a couple of uh, Gold Star Esperanzas in their bag. Oh, wow. And uh, they were nice plants, nice plants. You know how I knew they were gold stars, Peron? Uh, how? Two ways. Two ways. First of all, that's the only Esperanza that Millburger sells. Okay. And second of all, they were in full bloom. They're very small. And gallon. Uh-oh, I can't say gallon. But no. One. One? One? No, they were in number no, one. Number one. One nursery size. Are they, are they, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change, Milton, but it's going to be slow. I know. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, right. Milton, Milton, and they were in twelve-inch. We they're we, in twelve-inch pots, actually. Right. That's easier. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. Not, no, that's there not. Well, they're not. That's not. Yeah, they No, Gold Star Esperanza, not the Lantana. Oh, okay. Lantana's in the number one pot. Yeah. It's um, number one. Yeah. We, we had our. <laughs> we had our usually a uh, usual large number of visitors before the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Milton was, for some reason, was pitching uh, the uh, lavender Lantana. And uh, you know he wanted something blo- blooming all 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 winter and everything. Wait a minute, Milton, that's yeah. a good plant. Milton. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Calvin corrected me, but oh. yeah, he wanted a uh, something that would bloom in the winter too. So I was thinking, okay, you put like yellow, purple, yellow, purple, yellow, purple. Yeah. But some, Calvin said no, it won't bloom all winter. Some some winters it, some, uh, you some go it, quite a distance. Some it blooms actually you better in the winter. Yeah, than it over sale. Uh, well, early spring and. Late fall, it's yeah. If 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 it makes it through the winter, though. So what did y'all tell him to use the bulbs uh, in the winter? Calvin said, "Don't worry about perennials. Have you tried zinnias yet?" <laughs> oh, zinnias! I don't even know where to begin. Calvin said, I actually, and then for twenty minutes he talked about zinnias. Uh, I actually was pitching <laughs> no, vincas. Vincas. Vinca? Yeah, because of the gardener and the, his his requirements. You know, blast of the Afternoon sun. Yeah. Wanted something with a little discipline. Yeah. In front of a, a shrub border. Yeah, that's Vinca. Yeah, and uh, the only thing is he wanted booms 12 months out of the year. Yeah, well. Uh, so that, that <laughs> so we, does everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. We couldn't make that. But I think he did decide. He went over there uh, to took a 
good look at the Vintas. I didn't see whether he bought any. Or yeah, he's over there. He's right over there now. Okay. So we'll have to see his basket. He's checking out. Yeah. Do you have deer? He no. said no. He lived in the city. No deer. Doesn't have deer. The Vinca is still a good uh, yeah. over-the-summer plant. He said he lived in the city, and I was going to say, well, <laughs> nine cancelists that live in the city have to put up with me. There you go. But I didn't want to get that conversation going. And they're on sale. Are they, what are the prices? Four-inch pot regularly $1.29 on sale for 88 cents. And uh, all sorts of colors, all different colors. Well, and you know what? And that's the only, that's the only plant that we know of that the deer will absolutely not eat. How do you like that, Calvin? Well, yeah, I was thinking. Of, uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little more optimistic than you are. I think there's, there's some. But you're, you're saying that. Well, we even had somebody call and say the vin- they ate vinca in their neighborhood. Yeah. One person. One yeah, person. Well, that's, that's one person. It was, it was a rogue deer. We think. Yeah, I, I think it was a. Um, well, even rabbits won't eat them. Yeah, we had. Did you did you hear that we had a, a rabbit? Somebody came up and asked me, "Well, rabbits eat this?" And I kind of looked around. And I said, "Am I in Minnesota or where?" Am I? <laughs> I think we uh, may be wrong, but I think we have a rabbit resistant plant list on Plant Ash. Yeah, and I that th- somebody put together. Now I don't know how accurate it is. We never have checked it ourselves. And she she was thinking she thought they were jackrabbits, and I thought, well, if it's west of the city, maybe. Yeah. And we and uh, the rabbits can do a lot of harm. Uh, that they, they used to. We used to have a demonstration garden up in uh, Dallas uh, with Dr. Steve George and uh, uh, Dr. Wayne McKay and uh, all those people up there. And that was their main problem was, was rabbits. At night, you go out there and uh, shine a spotlight or. Car car lights on them on that place would be full of rabbits. Yeah, you know, in my neighborhood, I think in the 25 years or so I've been there, we had one year when we had rabbits. A rabbit problem? Yeah, just and uh, just it was a she was pretty tame and she raised young, uh, and and she did some damage, but it was just kind of a yeah. It was the only time we ever saw rabbits. I can't figure out uh, cottontails, the little, are small rabbits compared to the cottontails in Tennessee. Really? Uh, I, I never have been able to figure that out. I, I never forget the Bill McReynolds and I were hunting down uh, south of here. And, uh, of course, as, as, a, as a kid growing up, we'd shoot, we'd shoot rabbits and eat them. And so uh, we were riding in the back of the truck, hunting quail, I guess. And uh, I started shooting rabbits, which the farmer didn't mind at all. And uh, after I'd killed about four or five, McGraw said, Will you quit shooting those rabbits? <laughs> we're going to have to clean those things and eat them. And so, uh, but they were small and they were everywhere. Huh. But I, I never have been able to figure out or talk to anybody about why the cotton ta- the cottontails are smaller than they are uh-huh. in t- other places. Hmm. I, enjoy, I enjoyed hunting snowshoe rabbits up oh, yeah. far north. That's a pretty rabbit. Yeah, and, it, and it, the snow on the, on the ground. Oh, you know, yeah. 
Uh, so they they were pretty visible. Yeah, my brother and I used to after after whenever we had a snow in Tennessee, West Tennessee, which was not real often. Uh, I mean, he would get me up at the crack of dawn, and we'd go out hunting rabbits in the snow because you could track them. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, you could track them down, and uh, he, always, he always enjoyed that. Hey, uh, we got uh, Kelsey on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Kelsey? How can we help you today? Hi. Um, so about a week ago, we planted some Oxican green corn. Um, and yesterday, we noticed there were some little holes and nibbles around the edges of the leaves. So I was just calling to see if you maybe had any ideas of what that might be and how we can treat it organically. What was, what, what was the plant? What, yeah, what was the plant? It was an Oxican green corn. It's a dent corn. Corn? Mm-hmm. A dense corn. A dense corn? Just yes. Like a, a sweet, like like a sweet corn, you know, the upright corn? Yeah, that's right? the upright corn. Yeah. Um, and they're eating around the leaves? Yeah, they just have weeds, you know, just little holes and nibbles around the leaves. Hmm. Uh, and, and are they eating the side of the leaves, or are they actually eating holes in the leaves? Actual holes. Actual holes. I always just I always well, you think can of have, earworms is all I. Can. Yeah, you can have corn earworms uh, eat some holes in the leaves periodically, but that's okay. that's rare. Uh, anyway, it's it's a worm. It's a caterpillar. So you can organically control it with uh, a BT spray, but Bacillus thuringiensis spray. Uh, and, and put it on every because uh, they've got to eat it. They've got to ingest it. Yeah. So put it on the the foliage where they're feeding. Yeah. And a lot of a lot okay. of people put a couple of teaspoons of uh, liquid detergent in there to make sure it uh, spreads evenly on the leaf. Okay. Um, and I had one more question about our corn. <laughs> We can I, planted can I, it. Can I add one other thing? Are you familiar with BT? There's a whole bunch of products. Yes, are... I am. Okay, okay good. <laughs> that's okay. what we were planning on using, but wanted to make sure that was the best thing to use. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> um, and so originally we planted um, the corn six inches apart. We have them in three separate rows. Do you feel like that's too close together, or is that okay if they're six inches apart? How many... How many rows of corn do you have? Um, we have three rows. Oh, are they side by side? Yes. Okay. Uh, I was worried about pollination. Yeah, that six inches might not be too bad with just yeah three rows. As long as long as they're uh, they're pretty close, and as long as you, the farmers uh, actually throw dirt. Uh, with a tractor, throw tr- dirt up along the uh, base of the corn to to brace it up. So uh, uh, I don't know. You, you, I don't know how you do that in a smaller garden, but uh, you need to brace that corn up some way, or it'll blow over. Okay. But uh, the closeness is not a problem. Okay. 
That's what we were wondering. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kelsey. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I haven't mentioned our, my new my May newsletter okay. that I get from Burgers. I guess other people could get them too, right, Melton? I think you're the only one. I'm the only one that gets it. I thought so. No, you can you can get them. May 2020. And you got the one that's mailed to you. Yeah. Keeping the post office going. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's also on the on their website on the uh, increasing the deficit is what he's doing. <laughs> there. It uh, also the web uh, there the Millburger landscape. Dot com or whatever. Uh, in other words, their their website. Oh, it's it's uh, MillburgerNursery dot com, and uh, you can uh, you can uh, click on click on the web on the uh, email the uh, <laughs> newsletter address there, and uh, you can sign up for the for the newsletter. Have it sent to you. Or you can, uh, do they send it to you on the Internet? Yes, Send you an email? They will email it to you as well. Okay. The I email one is that. actually with color pictures yeah. and, and a little more in-depth articles. They got a, a pretty color picture on, on uh, the main newsletter. And if you are just finding out about the newsletter, they also have archives, have them archived. So you can go back and look at uh, mm-hmm. look at different uh, new uh, topics that they they've covered, and uh, so that's or you could well uh, we probably won't want them to call the nursery now. Sometimes you can call the nursery and they'll put you on the mailing list. Yeah, they can call the nursery. Uh, no, well, well they're pretty busy. Yes, All right, yes, well just remember, just if they don't want to answer, call back again, but. That number is 210-497-3760. Okay. And they can, you can call and they can put you on the on the yeah. mailing list. And a call today, call tomorrow, whenever you get a chance. And uh, the, the, they've got good questions in there and good articles in there. Uh, like they got one of the questions uh, the, in the May newsletter is, what blooming plants can be used in beds that are open to deer? Vinca. And the answer is Vinca, a <laughs> periwinkle, which we just got through talking about. Vinca is a summer annual that prospers in the full sun and is not eaten by deer. All right. The perennials, salvia, lantana, esperanza, milkweed, thrialis, and iris also seem to be deer resistant. That sounds like something you would write. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems to be there. They, cha- they changed the wording a little bit. But, uh. <laughs> uh, th- I think the uh, Esperanza is the one open to doubt. Well, that's, yeah, and you've had some people, what, the blooms, some people. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't seem to eat the blooms in my neighborhood. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, in, th- in fact, they're not even eating the poinciana blooms anymore. Oh, good. Which is strange. Maybe that maybe they learned that there's something better to eat out there. Uh, a trialis is one that uh, with those yellow blooms and uh, 
golden berries in the in the fall. It's something that we don't talk about a lot, but uh, that's that's a nice plant uh, that uh, it blooms all summer long. Uh, in fact, the ones that we're selling here are already blooming. So, uh, and the deer won't touch them. Hang on to that a sec. We got a Richard on the line real quick. I want to get him. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Got a question. I guess it would be an opposing question. Uh, what's the best way to prepare an area that's bare for putting Bermuda grass feed? For the seed? Yes, I put some two weeks ago, but the birds decided they'd rather eat it than anything else. So I bought regular bird seed, and I'm putting it on the other side of the yard, and didn't know, should I rake it in, should I top dress it, or just put it there? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think, I I don't think the birds are really, really will eat much of it, but it looks like they are, they get real active. Uh, You you till, let's see, you till in some slow-release lawn fertilizer. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, t- till it is deep. You can put some organic material in there, but uh, just prepare. You know, at least prepare the soil by tilling up, tilling it up, and and uh, roughing it up a little bit, raking it up, and then uh, then p- just distribute the seed. You just want to put the seed on top. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to bury it or anything. Yeah. Well, one of the most important thing with Bermuda grass seed is first of all wait till the soil warms, which I guess is now May, May one. We always yeah, uh, and uh, then then uh, also water it. Uh, keep the keep the uh, surface of that uh, area watered by watering it sometimes two and three times a day and it doesn't have, at first especially you don't have to water it very deep yeah right just yeah. that there is where the seed is and uh keep keep watering it until the uh, you see the seed sprouting and which might be three to five days if the, if the soil yeah, yeah. is warm enough right but that water is important yeah and i don't i think you're going to find out that the birds haven't eaten a lot of that yeah seed. i don't think the birds eat Okay. Are you are you familiar with uh, Mel Bartholomew's square foot gardening method? The what? Uh, Mel Bartholomew. He's got a book out that's called Square Foot Gardening. Are you familiar? Oh with yeah. That? yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Okay, I have an area that gets nothing but sun in the middle of my yard that I want to give it a try, but it's a mix common Bermuda and it's either Dallas or crabgrass. So I'm considering building the box and maybe doing the black tarp solarization. Is that the best way to prepare for next spring? Well, unless you unless you are willing to use uh, uh, contact herbicide for for Bermuda uh, grass, Bermuda grass, or even Roundup works really well on Bermuda grass. Yeah, that's what I was trying to avoid. So that's why I was asking about putting like black uh, contractors and just leaving it from now until next March. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but you can do it that way. Okay, I'll give it a try then. But if you use plastic, if you use plastic to kill the grass, you want to use clear plastic, not black plastic. Oh, clear? Okay. Yeah, because it gets hotter under clear plastic than it does under black plastic. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you much. 
You bet. Bye. we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to talk to you about the confidence that Millburgers gives you when you go shopping at Millburgers. Now, it's not normally the confidence that we talk about, but listen, you go to Millburgers to buy plants. You're going to get a tree, a shrub, a flower, a water feature, whatever you're going to get. You're going to feel confident knowing that the choice that you make is going to do well in South Texas because the plants they carry are known and time-tested to do well in South Texas. You're going to feel confidence knowing that the person who helps you and says, uh, you should plant that, is going to take it into consideration. Do you have shade? How much do you water? Where are you going to plant it? So that you're going to plant it in the right place for that particular plant. You're going to feel confident that if it's not a good match, Millburgers is going to tell you, you got too much shade. It's not going to do well. You're going to feel confident knowing you're getting a great price, great service, and all the advice you need at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullfordy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you're going out there and doing more gardening but getting bit up, more by mosquitoes, you need to know about Spider-Man, termite and pest control, and the Into Care mosquito trapping system. This is a system they use, and I'm going to let them explain it, but basically what it does, it's the same kind of system they use at Disney World, uh, they've used in, in Florida at other places, because... Have you got us uh, turned on? I do. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear? Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, they uh, it allows to... Uh, to treat the insect population and kill them without sprays, and uh, uh, it allow they kind of it's kind of like a bait, basically is how it works. But that's the into care system, and people are loving it, and uh, they're loving delivering it to people, and making them happy because that's what they've been doing since 1976. Spider-Man, termite, and pest control for all your problems with pests out there. They can help you. Two one zero six five six. 3721. 210-656-3721. Or go find them online. It's Spider-Man. Uh, go SpiderManPest.com. That's Go SpiderManPest.com. I got bad news, Milton. What? Your roaches? My roaches. Oh, what happened? Well, you know, I coexist with them. I know. I enjoy them. It's like a really bad Disney movie with all the roaches yeah, singing yeah, and yeah. dancing and helping you. And uh, I seldom see a roach in there. And uh, my son, uh, Jeremy, has moved back from Nashville to to take care of me during this uh, pandemic or whatever we're having. Okay. And he told me the other day that when he gets up late at night... Oh, no. He can hear the roaches. Yeah. He says he can hear them around the sink. I guess, are they scurrying? I said, do you see them? No, I don't see them, but I can hear them. What do they sound like? I don't know. Are they laughing and partying? (laughs) Playing music real loud, or is it? (laughs) uh, I guess they're running around. 
Dad, we've got to get an exterminator. I said, oh, hell no. We're not killing my roaches. I know. You love those roaches. I know. Well, if you, if <laughs> Jeremy, uh, Spider-Man will do things discreetly. Nobody <laughs> has to know but you and Spider-Man. So. Yeah, but he'll probably do it when I'm away from home. Or I don't know what will happen. Jeremy, <laughs> are you listening? 210-656-3721. Okay, we got another question in this uh, May 2020 newsletter that I just got. Uh, can I transplant my bougainvillea now? It has been in the ground for a while. She doesn't say how long. You should be able to relocate your bougainvillea at this time. It may be necessary to cut it back some, to cut back some of the new growth. When you dig it up, when you dig up the plant, get as much of root ball as you can handle, keeping the soil intact around the roots. The plant should do fine. Yeah, there. You don't have... have They're pretty easy. They're easy to transplant. I guess so. I I, I never thought Uh, about transplant. Yeah, well, you don't don't have to because they bloom so much better when they're root-bound that most people have them stay in the same container for a long time. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Is your larkspur quit blooming or finished blooming? Not all of it. It's got... there's uh, got a lot of seed on it. Yeah. So a lot of seed. I've been pulling the plants <laughs> and dropping the seed, uh, the plants all around. Everywhere. You know. You're going to yeah. have them everywhere. Uh, and then there's some zones where they uh, are just seem like they're uh, much behind in terms of the bloom. But they look, you know, not nice bloom, but they're, they haven't formed a lot of seeds yet. Yeah. Uh, the uh, poppies are all finished. They're long finished. Good. Blue bonnets, of course, long finished. Except for Bart. We haven't gotten a report from Bart yet. <laughs> uh, the question was... Uh, I actually did get a report. Oh, me. did oh, you? Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he sent it Jerry. Got, no. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. No oh, dear. He mentioned the red was still hanging on with Oh, the good. Color. Good. What does the rest of the plant look like? I don't know. Uh, I, I just got an email. It just blooms? Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this this you know, one of the questions in the newsletter says my neighbor's larkspur attracts butterflies and hummingbirds. That's true. How do I establish it in my garden? <laughs> Just wave if, if your hand. Yeah, if it doesn't blow over there. Uh, and the answer is obtain some some of the seed from your neighbor's plant. And spread it where you want it to grow next fall. And if, if you want larkspur, larkspur to naturalize, grow it in full sun in a location where the seed will make contact with the soil. Yeah, all you need to do is get a few uh, plants that are mature, and they are mature right now. Yeah. Just sprinkle out that seed <laughs> wherever you want it. One the one thing I would warn you about when you when you take the plant or take the seed off, cut them off, cut cut the plant off so you can gently transfer a plant a transport it to your garden area that you want to plant the seed in because that seed that that seed is red, waiting it's black. About the size, of, smaller than a flea, uh, 
and it's it's uh, the pod is open, and so if you shake it or disperse it, it'll throw the seed. So mm. if you want to transport as much seed as possible, gently cut those seed pods off. Gosh, I just cannot. Can you imagine Steve Brown giving that kind of instruction? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just put it in that sack along with the Crawford lettuce. There you go. That'll work too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, get, uh, it is a good plant. And uh, you, you just have to be, I know some people get to be, uh, if, if it comes up, they think they absolutely have to have it in the same place. Yeah, it no, it's I, I just, I just <laughs> kind of designate the Larkspur zone. And then as Jerry and I discovered uh, a number of years ago, that it's relatively easy to transplant. If you, want yeah. another, if you want another row of it at the other end of the garden, you just transplant those plants, and they, uh, I, you know, the the uh, survival rate is very high. Yeah, my volunteers uh, transplanted some that were already in bloom, and uh, I didn't give them a chance in hell of of, of, uh-huh. surpri- of, of surviving. Why did what what what? How did it get to, to have the reputation of not being transplantable, do you think? Uh, uh, you know what Wishful I say? thinking by yeah. the... <laughs> well, you know what I say about, say about uh, wallflower information. The first liar is gospel. So the one who wrote that, uh, the transplants, uh, larkspur can't be transplanted, never had grown larkspur, never had tried it. So... Uh, <laughs> And I, I was amazed when, oh. I, when I was culling the uh, planting out at Verstraten Farm and pulling the off-colored bunny bloom larkspurs out, and my the volunteers were picking them up, taking them home, and this said that, and I told them, well, cut them in half. So I thought I'd, that'd give them a chance. They didn't cut them in half or anything. They just they got a carrot root. Mm. You pull a larkspur up, it's got a carrot root. It's like that. Uh, it's like that weed we talked about. That wild uh, carrot weed. Baker's lice. Yeah. Uh, carrot carrot weed. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that's that's an easy way to get uh, larkspur started. Very similar to uh, Milton and his uh, petunias. Yeah. Yeah. And another which, which I did last. Petunias. I did last night, so we'll see what happens. You did it? Okay. Uh, well, I, you'll, your yard will be like mine soon. I've got <laughs> all different color versions. There's at least three, four different color versions uh, of those Laura Bush uh, petunias. Oh, yeah. There. They're pretty. Yeah. Now, we got a whole list of uh, those plants that uh, naturalize pretty easy. The larkspur, and uh, another one is the uh, blue curl. Yeah. And that's, uh, I've still got some of those plants blooming, and they're, they're another one that the pollinators just love. Hmm. Hummingbirds like them. And I they have grown that plant. They grow in the uh, sun or shade, and uh, Mary and the, and uh, the rest of the butterfly team here at Millburgers uh, got some seeds and grew and grew them in the certified butterfly garden too. Okay, so, yeah, they're a great they're a great butterfly plant. All right, 
Hold on to that for a minute. 210-308-8867. Nancy's on the line at 210-308-8867. Oh, my goodness. What's going on, Nancy? Good morning, fellas. I'm calling to find out why my Italian parsley keeps going to seed rather than staying as a nice herb in the garden. Because uh, they, they uh, prefer uh, cool weather to stay full. Yeah, it's, full. it's a... Um it's a probably a, a short day or intermediate day uh, plant, meaning that it will bloom when the days get uh, uh, intermediate day, uh, between short day and long day. Uh, my, that, my. That's one of the reasons we don't grow uh, a lot of lettuce in the spring because it it, it wants to bolt. My wife goes, she she gets the plants and just expects them to just be a short life. Well, and the other, the other thing besides the weather, the warm weather, put the parsley goes to seed. Uh, then our friends, the black swallowtails. Uh, yeah. They, they lay the eggs on there at this time of the year, too. So, yeah. It's, yeah well, it's, uh, go ahead. Because I notice uh, because they're not into what I call the nice leaf formation, the swallowtails are ignoring these because uh, they're just long stems with uh, seed at the end of them. Huh. Yeah, but that that yeah they they are not they don't like the warm weather. No. Okay. Well, I take that back. They, There's no way you can change yeah. that either. So they don't so, like the warm weather, even though it's been cool. And they don't like the the, the uh, day length. Yeah, that may that may be more we we relate. The day length to the heat, but day length is probably the magic rather yeah. than the, you know, a few degrees one way or the other. Okay. Thank you very much. Sorry. Good luck. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break while we've got an opportunity and have you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to talk to you about the confidence that Millburgers gives you when you go shopping at Millburgers. Now, it's not normally the confidence that we talk about, but listen, you go to Millburgers to buy plants. You're going to get a tree, a shrub, a flower, a water feature, whatever you're going to get. You're going to feel confident knowing that the choice that you make is going to do well in South Texas because the plants they carry are known and time-tested to do well in South Texas. You're going to feel confidence knowing that the person who helps you and says, uh, well, you should plant that, is going to take it into consideration. Do you have shade? How much do you water? Where are you going to plant it? So that you're going to plant it in the right place for that particular plant. You're going to feel confident that if it's not a good match, Millburgers is going to tell you, you got too much shade. It's not going to do well. You're going to feel confident knowing you're getting a great price, great service, and all the advice you need at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullfordy Road.
Camille Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Taking a second now to talk about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. I, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I called Barry this week and was just talking to him about what's going on. And uh, the first thing he said was, oh, this is great, Milton. We just got another call from a listener to The Answer. And uh, we're going to go help him out uh, uh, I don't remember what day he said, but I think they are going to go out and do an estimate this week or something. But what, what makes me happy is that our, our listeners are calling Barry for a deck repair because nobody, Barry's been doing this since the mid-80s, uh, loves this stuff, is a deck and patio geek. He works for uh, both commercial and residential folks in making those decks look great. And uh, to see all he does, which includes deck and ceiling, deck repair, deck construction, pebble stone cleaning and sealing, fence treatment, and more, Look at the project gallery on deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see decks that looked horrible, just uh, that what happens with weathering and time, and you'll see that he's right. They really can look new again. So uh, go check them out, deckandpatiocare.com, or call them. Be one of those listeners uh, who's used Barry at 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. All right. So what's got going on there, Jim? Uh, I, uh, I'm t- telling Calvin that uh, our, our, we were talking about the uh, newsletter for uh, May, and they got a quote uh, from our, our buddy uh, Bill Adams. Used to be a county horticulturist over there. Yeah, we used to exchange a lot of information with uh, those oh, guys yeah. over there at Houston. Bill was a good, good extension person. Yeah. Uh, late, and he they quote him as saying, "Late April or early May is caladium planting time. Whether in pots or shaded garden beds, caladiums add a vivid richness to any summer garden. Even though caladiums like warm temperatures, they prefer cool, moist, well-drained soils in the landscape. So uh, he's talking about caladiums and." Uh, 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 we had some here earlier. I don't. Uh, I don't know. And he talks about the different types of. Oh yeah. Well, there's caladium. Jerry. There's there's a whole back row of uh, caladiums oh, over okay, there. Okay. Two back okay. rows. Uh, and those were grown in a greenhouse, and uh, they they force them. Literally, I guess you call them force them by growing them in a greenhouse when the temperatures are cool. And then when the gardeners want to put them in the shade for for color in the shade, uh, they they're ready to sell uh, if they force them in the greenhouse. And uh, let's see. Oh yeah, there's also an article in here about growing citrus trees in containers. And they've got a picture. Of uh, probably uh, calamondin mm. in a small pot with loaded with fruit. Yeah, well, if you want to see, you want to see one. Yeah, <laughs> I got it in a half whiskey barrel. Yeah, now we, I, we, I don't recommend that. Uh, I can't and, quite figure out what you yeah, use them to, for. To see what container they oh, are. Oh, that kind of oh. That's a small container. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess it's good to to demonstrate her point here. Do they? I wonder if some people use them in recipes or something. 
But uh, uh, Calamondas? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of bitter. I'll say. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, think I think some, there's some variations, too. There's even more than one variety of Calamondas. Oh, yeah. But that tree that I call Calamondas yeah. got, has gotten big, hasn't it? Yeah, oh well, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just thought it was a a great hedge plant. You yeah, know, for twelve feet tall and nice and disciplined and it and, blooms every year and usually has fruit every year. Well, yeah, it's now now it does, but it, I mean it's not overwhelmed by fruit like the the one in the in the whiskey barrel. Right? Yeah, but anyway, uh, by the way, you can't get that anymore. That was uh, one that Mr. Moore had planted over at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. And uh, I was amazed because it, it generally had some fruit every year. Uh, Once it started, Jerry. Yeah. I don't know if you don't remember this, but it took a few years for well, it to start Well, y'all booming. were impatient. Y'all were impatient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the famous... Yeah. One, one of our gardeners uh, finally... I don't. I was thinking Billy, but I'm, I think uh, Bailey too. That finally yeah. had some. Say, he call. He says, "You won't believe this, but it's uh, a miracle." <laughs> <laughs> we all question. Well, are you sure, Billy? Are you sure it's not a <laughs> something from the outside? Then, then we have a, a lady listening. Can we have listening out? Of well, we do a radio show. Oh, okay. Yeah. What uh, do you do? You have a question or? Oh. Not not sure, but if you go to the, go to the one of the registers, they'll be happy to help you. All right. So what happened? <laughs> hey, with that, I'm trying to think of the. It was west toward uh, other side of Uvalde, uh, where somebody had planted a lady had planted those uh, calamondas and gave us gave us steadily reports of those things. So uh, when her star, her finally started, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, there was another source. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so they anyway, it's a good newsletter, and uh, it, it's got uh, plant planting before summer's heat or uh, the. Uh, or the uh, tips uh, that I give uh, that are under my name, and I, I guess I gave them. And so, uh, you you want to pick up one of those newsletter or take a look at it on the uh, on the uh, Millburger uh, yeah, Millburgernursery.com. Nursery.com. Yeah. Hey, we've got a. I was going to wait to. All right, two one zero. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I got a notification from uh, David Rodriguez, Bear uh, County Horticulture, and uh, they've released uh, as of now, <laughs> as of this week, a new. Texas Superstar. All right. And uh, it's called Blue Days. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, Blue Days. And it's, it's a plant that we've noticed for for years and years, but for some reason we never 
never really promoted it that much. I I always thought the blooms were kind of sparse. In yeah. other words, they weren't showy uh, like like I want in Texas superstars. But it's a good plant. Is that what he's buying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow, you got some power. I, I just mentioned it on the radio. Yeah, I know, and already people are here buying it. And uh, luckily, I trace and members have got a good supply of Blue Days. It said, uh, Blue Days is a heat and sun-loving, low-spreading tropical plant used as a summer annual. Mine made it through the winter. It, yeah, I thought it came back every year. Well, I don't. This is the first. Well, we year. do a lot of tropicals, yeah. by the way. Well, this is the first year that ours made it through. Okay. Uh, but it uh, it's kind of, kind of wasn't real comfortable. It was has kind of a yellow hue to it. But I, it looks like now it's perking up as the heat has gotten. Oh, good. Says uh, bl- uh, the ver- uh, blue days is a heat and sun-loving, low-spreading tropical plant used as a summer annual. The variety provides gardeners and homeowners summer-long flowers of a beautiful sky blue hue. Uh, that that's what usually sells it is uh, people looking for a blue flower. People always looking for what's rare. In a container. Yeah. It's uh, a, uh, uh, Brent Pemerton's right did the write-up, and he said it, it's a true blue flower and a long-established Texas gardening staple. Blue Days is, is very popular because its claim to fame blue color is a coveted color in the flower world. Mm-hmm. That's what Brent yeah. says. Have you got it? All right. So we've got those here, and uh, they're right, right in front of Calvin, so to speak. Yeah. See about there, Bubba? That, that yeah, guy's filling guy. his card up with them, Nelson. Yeah, they yeah, See him filling his card up? Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. He likes them. Hey, uh, did, can we ask your question on the air? All right. Well, you're yeah, on. Just, the, you're on the just air. aim at that. That's all. That, you don't have to pick nope, it up. Nope. You don't have to even pick it up. Just, no. <laughs> that's right. Just start talking. Uh, okay. I got a picture of uh, a wilt. My tomatoes are well. One plant is just. You know, it's really it looks like it's stressed. It's really wilting. The one plant. Pl- one plant. So far. Yeah. Okay. How how many plants do you have? How about eight tomato plants in all? Okay. What variety is that, this wilting? I think this one is the one of your rodeo tomatoes. The uh, Okay. This it, year? Red snapper? No, it, it's several years ago. One of your favorites. 8849. Oh, Jerry loves tycoon. One tycoon. Was yeah, it was. Oh. oh, no one is dying. Jerry can't say enough good things about that. Uh. <laughs> no, but... Uh, show, show Jerry the picture of that to see the wilt. Which he's checking to, to see if if it's a single plant or if it's a whole garden-wide wilt. So it, it may be a different. I mean, I uh, side dressed it with uh, nitrogen. Twenty, what is it? Twenty oh zero zero. Really? Uh, well, I think that's what I think that's what the master gardener book told me to do. Uh, but I only did that. Twice so far. I'm not doing it every day. Yeah. And then it rains, so we got a real good absorption on it. 
How often are you doing it? About every two weeks. Okay, that's okay. And um, but I, I I don't like that high nitrogen fertilizer. Uh, well, I actually, thought they, I thought nit- them being heavy feeders, that's what you'd give them. Yeah, well, we we used to recommend that, but uh, gardeners tend to overuse it, and it's uh, water soluble. Twenty zero zero mm-hmm. is water soluble. One so a, a the, good compromise is the nineteen five nine. Yeah, slow release lawn fertilizer. That's so for that, the garden as well. Yeah, it's half 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 the nitrogen is released quickly, and then the other half is, is over uh, three. That's right. Okay. So now, Doc, what do you think? I think Am I going to be able to play the piano? <laughs> Could you play the piano before? No. No. <laughs> He's showing me a picture of, of uh, I guess, wilted plant that uh, the leaves are green. The leaves are green and healthy. Yes, they are. And so uh, I'm I'm betting on the uh, the fertilizer. The over you burnt the burnt the root system a little bit, but it should recover. Okay, they're on a drip, so. Do they, is there... no. I would, you, if that's the case, it, well, it won't hurt it anyway. I would give it a little uh, extra soaking, a little extra water to dilute that that nitrogen fertilizer a bit. Okay. Yeah. So just take the sprayer and put a little around the base and soak. Yeah. It. Yeah. Two or three days. Well, uh, once or twice. Once or, every couple of days. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you, it, should, it, you should see a, a, if that's the case, you should see a relatively quick response. And the Juliet tomato we have is setting fruit, but these others have a lot of blooms, but I'm not getting fruit set yet. Huh. That tycoon? Yeah. Yeah, that's. Now be careful. Nasty tomato. Mine are really doing well. <laughs> is that is that in full sun? Are they all in full it's sun? It's in... Nah, no, it's not. Not in full sun. I know no. they need full sun, but our backyard just yeah. accommodate that. Yeah. So that, that, that'll, slow, that'll slow down. Hopefully you get enough sun that you'll get some fruit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so. You, you should have. At you least you're it. you got blooms of it. Yes, we do. Okay. And, uh... But no fruit. When do you plant it? When do you plant the tomatoes? March? Yeah. Okay. Back in March. Yeah. So right before all this happened. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the, the, that. Are the plants big? Three feet? Yes. Yeah, they're about three feet. Yeah. I'm I'm worried about that shade. Yeah. Because uh, mine are mine are pretty full of fruit. Yep. Might have to go back to putting them in pots and putting them in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. At least some of them. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Keep us Thanks. informed. Okay. I will. I'll come back. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. 210. Oh. Oh. Okay. Almost. No rebound. All right. 210-308-8867. Trace is up here. Toss me that. We just got through. Sorry, Trace. (laughs) We just got through talking about Blue Days, and the guy bought bought most of them, bought a whole whole trailer full of them. Apparently David's talking about them. 
Oh, is that what or is it planning is? on talking about it? Oh, no, I'm probably planning. We're the ones that really started the Blue Days trend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jerry had not been talking for more than a minute and a half. And boom. <laughs> the one guy started buying them. That, that would assume he's listening while he's here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You could tell he just scurried from the parking lot right over them. Uh, we, didn't even, we didn't have to have point you, out where they were. Have you seen the, the release on them? No. Okay. There you go. I, That's a pretty picture. Did you take it? Yeah. No. Uh, My column, uh, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after. Well, you going to be on real Blue Days? Blue Days, and then there was another plant on there that I was excited about. I can't even remember what it is. Uh, did, I, did I tell you all I got, David, some of those Vitex, and so it's going to go into the, the trials All right. for a couple of years from now? The, Vi- oh. the Vitex that has the purple leaf. Oh, okay. Fascination. Okay. We talked about it last year. I got, yeah, a, I, got a, yeah, right. I got a handful of them in right now, but uh, we'll have more next. I think next week. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> I had an interesting story yesterday after after everybody had left. A lady came up. Now we just got about a minute. With two pots of vinca, and uh, she said all she plants is oh, man. is the is the is the winner that we sell here. And she was told that by other nurseries uh, that uh, they're not available anymore. What? Cora? <laughs> yeah, Cora. Trace, do we have any Cora? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. That's about all you not got. Only, How many hundreds of only Cora do we cables, have? Only three cables there. Quite, quite, a, quite a few. And yeah. she, she was wanting to know. She had found a Cora, a one labeled Cora. And then one label, Cora, with some VBR, XDR. XDR. And, uh, so you know what that stands for? Uh, no, I, t- I told her that extra that was just drop a, resistance. Just, no. Just an improvement. Uh, extra disease. Disease resistance. resistance. All right. Uh oh, guys, we've got to take a two minute break. That's what I told her. We'll talk more about Cora's and more about what's at the nursery. Is it a hard break, Mr. No, but, it, <laughs> but we have to take it because we've got to get you the news. All right, back in a moment on 9 30 a.m., this is the answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9 30 a.m., the answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And that's going to be our new segment, Trace Called. Even Milton knows that. No. All right, 210-308-8867. Got Trace up on the porch with us from Millburgers. Talk a little bit about what's going on, what's for sale. Uh, and just uh, two, Trace, we haven't talked about this in a while, things that gardeners are noticing when they come in. Uh, maybe problems they're having and how you're solving them. Um, anybody buying grass? Uh, yes, just about, <laughs> yeah. every, just about everybody. I think you're right. They, um, they want to buy grass. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of grasses do you have? You want to focus on that a sec? Or? All right, so the growing operations at this point, uh, what I can get my hands on mm-hmm. is Raleigh for St. Augustine. And I can't get any of the other ones. Okay. Um, Bermudas, I can get all four that we normally stock. So oh, Tiff, Tiff Tough, Celebration, four, Tiff 419, and Common. 
Now, my favorite out of that is Tiftoff, because it tends to stay greener even during the winter. Yeah, we had a woman that was talking about that. She had it in her yard uh, yesterday. She was talking about Tiftoff. And uh, that one's really only $5 more a pallet than any of the other ones. And if you've ever worked with Bermuda before, it doesn't hold together as well as a lot of the other grasses. So that, yeah. one, that one holds together better so you have less waste. So the extra $5 is well worth the less headache. Okay. Uh, and then out of the six zoysias, we can do three wide blades, which is uh, Jammer, El Toro, and Palisades. All right. Those are good. And narrow blade would be Emerald. Mm, yeah. I love it. Emerald in the old days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. So if people don't know what we're talking about on the Emerald since, they, since uh, Calvin likes that one. Most, <laughs> most everybody's been to Fiesta, Texas. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, that's the grass that's planted on that hillside that you sit there and wait for the firework show oh, okay. at, at the end. I don't know. I just knew I had it in my yard, and it was uh, on soft. a slope. It's oh, soft. I'm, I'm 99% sure. Uh-huh. Don't, don't you think that's softer than any other grass? Uh, I, I, no, no. Uh, I would have to say uh, Zorro and Zeon, which I can't harvest right now, would be softer. I think it's the prettiest of the narrow blades, but it's actually coarser. Yeah, so we, my we, dogs used to like it as an itching place. Uh, <laughs> we had, had a lady in uh, yesterday, a family, and that had just moved from Colorado and had did, blue did, had bluegrass. Did you welcome them? Yeah. Okay. And had bluegrass. And I said, you got to get over that bluegrass down here. So, uh, so she, was, it, she was upset. So is it as easy to grow in Colorado as it is in Minnesota? Oh, no, yeah. Iowa? It's Minnesota. wonderful. And then on, on the weekends, do you still sell the, the, the Riley by the piece or not yet? So on Saturday, sure. Okay. Uh, but but in, in perspective, we pre-sell as much grass yeah. as we possibly can. Okay. And then, like... For this morning, we actually had somebody that did not pick up two pallets yesterday. So wow. So they went up front. We sold them off by, by pieces this morning. So Sundays are always limited to whatever's laying, you know, hadn't been picked up. Okay. But weather permitting, uh, we have it every other day. But guess what happened uh, yesterday? We had storms? Yeah. Okay. So that hit the sod farms. Okay. So they can't go in and harvest. So we're, we're expecting Wednesday, possibly Tuesday. Okay, cool. We'll call ahead, 210-497-3760. What else is going on, Trace? Well, um, we'll finish off the grass. Oh, so finish off the gra- grass. Grass is like our toilet paper. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> people are you, hoarding, you wipe your butt with the grass? No. People are hoarding grass? They, they, it, is, uh, it is crazy. So okay. uh, if you want pieces, it's always best to be here first thing in the morning. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I see people are still walking out with the split-leaf philodendrons. They are. and there's uh, That's there's been pretty popular, huh? There's, there's only about 300 more over there. That's been pretty popular, huh? Uh, I was impressed. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're having to experiment with items we've never advertised before because yeah. of shortages like we talked about with the... Uh, Vinca earlier. Well, okay. the butterfly growers are still a few of the dwarf porterweed over here, too. Yeah. Not, not a lot. But there's lots of milkweeds, lots of. Uh, I saw. Um, oh, help me on that. The one with the blue flowers. Mi- Miss flowers. Oh, Miss flower, yeah. Miss flower. And of course, we got zinnias. 
Even had some Dreamlands Indians there yesterday. Yeah, they're well, they're out there too. There's a, there's a little. They're in six packs. Yeah. I couldn't find any uh, any forage, but they're in the uh, supersized six pack. Well, which is all right. Uh, it's about time to stop selling Zinnias, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> Can do hot about for four, About four months from now. <laughs> it's too hot for Zinnias, isn't it? We'll, we'll stop in October. <laughs> do you want to talk to Adam real quick? And I'll. Uh, I'll yeah, sure. You don't have to go. Well, just come right back. Two one zero. I'll give the phone Why would over. anybody want to talk to Adam? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The other thing I'll mention, too, is if you're interested in grass and want to see what they look like along the uh, the access road of 1604, Millburgers has little, um, I guess how they call plots? Yeah, plots. Well, are we talking about the grass still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sample plots, I guess. There we go. Yeah. You can see what they look like, uh, and they all look good. So you can see what they look and like at the their be- best. The best part about it is we don't even have to be open. So they're That's all planted. True. They're all planted on the outside of the fence. Good point. So you can come whenever. Uh, of course, daylight's preferable. But and you can you can actually take your shoes off uh-oh. and walk on it. Wee. And that way you you, you know what it's going to be like when you actually get it established in your yard. And you can see which one you want to buy for toilet paper. Yeah. All, yeah. of, all of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> So we'll go back. So you <laughs> talked about the zinnias yeah, and the yeah. dreamland and the the. You have a couple of them in the super six packs. Yep, we do. Yeah, I, I saw six of them for four ninety nine. Lots of uh, moss roses, lots of moss roses and purslane. So that's another great plant for full sun, in uh, color, and in containers. Yeah, I saw some beautiful gold stars for the plant come through. They're on sale. And yeah, they're on sale. And uh, I was telling Milton how, how I identified them as gold stars. They're blooming. They're blooming, and they're yeah. in Millburgers. Yep, there you go. <laughs> now, do, we do carry other varieties of Esperanza, though. What? Yeah, we, ha- we have to. What are they? Well, there's one called Lydia. Uh, which I'm out of right now, but I'll have some more probably Thursday or Friday. That that's, is, that's the one from Arizona? No, that's from Greenleaf, and that's a, that's a variety that's still yellow. The bloom's a little bit smaller, but it's a dwarf plant and a much more uh, stabilized habit. Okay. Then there's uh, Orange Jubilee, which is like the old-fashioned yellow, yeah. but with an orange bloom. Yeah, that's, is that from uh, Greenleaf, too? No, that one is uh, from another growing operation just uh, north okay. west of town. Bring up something he can get it right on. No. <laughs> All right, so then then we got that one we talked about the last couple of uh, football seasons. It, it's uh, I'm having a hard time remembering the name, but it uh, starts out <laughs> orange. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Goes as, the, maroon? as the weather cools off, it, it tends to have a maroonish hue All right. to the bloom. Yeah. That's a good for everybody. Bells of fire. That's okay, it. that's right. Oh, yeah, you had those. We made that a plan yeah, for the so, weekend. So uh, I'm out, but I got more coming probably on that same truck Thursday-ish. Okay. You know who the, what the mom of that is? I bet you're going to tell me. Gold Star. Okay. Okay. Esperanza. So it's got a good mama. Yeah, good mama. Comes, from, comes mo- from good people. A lot of those, except for that gold one you mentioned or the yellow one you mentioned. Lydia. Yeah. yeah. That uh, Mr. Moore had one of those, but it wasn't. It was a sparse bloomer. It didn't bloom nearly as much as Gold Star did. I don't think any of them bloom as much as Gold Star. No, they don't. But if yellow's not your color, 
<laughs> All right, so uh, you mentioned yesterday, I don't guess you can give us any more hints, that people are going to want to go to the website. Yep, Wednesday, Wednesday morning or grab Wednesday's newspaper. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have one of those big, massive ads for Memorial Day. Whoa, all right. So, you know, we kind of already talked about some shortages in plants and having to find different kinds of things to uh, run in the ad, like the philodendron. Uh, so there's some different stuff in that one, things mm-hmm. we've, we've never advertised before. Okay. And then there's one item that I swear we're putting it on sale cheaper than what you could buy it back in the 70s. Oh, my gosh. Maybe hmm. 80s. Okay. Wow. This is going to be interesting. So go make sure Wednesday, the newspaper, or millburgernursery.com. You got Because uh, he won't tell us today. No. Did you get some, uh, you got your crepe myrtles in? I got a good chunk of crepe myrtles, yes. Are they blooming? Are some of them blooming? Uh, not really, no. Okay. But they're... They're smaller. Oh, what are they in? Let's see. Th- number three. Regularly twenty four ninety nine. He's getting a kick out of putting that number sign in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard him. I heard him on the loudspeaker. Oh, yeah, did you? I'm trying to trying to change. Trace. I, I'm slow to change. Well, you know, we were kind of supposed to do that like four or five years ago. I know. No, but I didn't. Oh, y'all didn't. It's like turning a turning a cruise ship. It's slow <laughs> and tedious. Sell eight. Oh, they're on sale for eighteen eighty eight. But uh, a three gal. Uh, th- number three is a what? What did I know you, it as? You would know it as a three gallon. As a three gallon? Okay. So that's not uh, real big to real hard to transplant. That's a it's a, it's a good sized plant. I mean to plant, yeah. And so they give give people a chance to do that. And I, I guess we've got the uh, have we got the listing of the crepe myrtles in there, or, and are these on that list? Some of them, yes. Some okay. of them, no. Okay. We're working on it, but uh, we got to take a, take the customers first. So yeah, yeah. It, it'll be it'll be sometime when we slow down or a good rainy day. Yeah. I guess I need to upgrade mine, my pictures and everything. But uh, anyway, yeah. it's got half whiskey barrels on sale. Yeah, it's a great price too. Yeah, yeah, regularly fifty nine ninety nine, almost, and almost sixty dollars. And, and they still smell pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, think right. we, I think we got them in three, two weeks or three weeks ago, and uh, so straight, straight from the. From the Jack Daniels facility, <laughs> they've even got little labels on them. Oh, how cool is that? Is that right? It's a, it's a paper label, but it's still on there. Yeah. Cool. And uh, they're on sale for forty-four eighty-eight. And uh, I thought the Japanese were buying all those things. Well, that's why they're not ten dollars anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, back in the day, you could you could retail one for ten dollars. Yeah. Because they couldn't figure out, they couldn't get rid of them. Huh. And now. Uh, now they're like gold. Oh wow! Yeah. Do y'all do y'all y'all don't drill them? Do you drill no, holes in them? I do not. Do you leave water in them? We do. Okay. I never we, forget we, it. We have to. Yeah, we had a nursery in town. Uh, bought a, a new nurseryman, and uh, we're working with him off Bandera Road. This thirty years ago, and he got in a bunch of whiskey barrels. And spent all day drilling holes in them, stacking them up. I said, well, 
Next thing you got to do is figure out how they'll to hold so they'll hold water, or they're gonna fall all to pieces. But uh, I've seen some out here. I I had that conversation with my wife when when we bought one last year. Oh. And when I got home, she didn't drill holes in it. She turned it upside down and used it as a table. There you go. Huh. Well, no. You know what happened? <laughs> yeah, it came apart. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Another quick reminder, to learn about all the sale items or what's happening at the nursery, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and uh, you can learn about that. Uh, that's where you can get the newsletter and more as well. James is on the line. Got a question about Oscar Okra. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, James? Yes, thank you. Hey, listen, I got a question. Uh, Dr. Parsons gave me about three or four pods of Oscar Okra fry pods. Uh, I'm going to say three years ago. They've been yeah. hanging on them. They've been hanging on my patio in a bag until this morning. What I did was I, I got about 20 seeds or so out of one of the pods, and they've been soaking since about 8 this morning. My question is, are these seeds still viable? Because I'm a little concerned, and maybe this is normal. Uh, only about a quarter are, are floating. The rest are at the bottom of my cup here. But all the, good. Seeds look like, all the seeds look like they got a little hair or a little root coming out. Does that mean they tried to germinate previously? Yeah, that's probably right. What kind of plant was it? Oscar okra. Oh, really? But yeah. If, they, if, they've, if they've sunk, or, you know, the, the seed on the bottom, you throw away the floaters and uh, right. try, plant, try planting the ones that sink. I'm with you, James. I tried to I just reseeded all my okra this morning. Okay, so I didn't get a I didn't get a good germination. I tell you what you need to do, James, is is just. Uh, Use the seed that you collected and saved from last year. And that's forget the about that. That's the problem. I didn't grow any last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'm getting you. So uh, that, that gonna, surprised me. <laughs> I was going to plant some. I was going to plant some this year, and I'm just wondering. I'm going to. I'm going to soak them anyway in these little Dixie cups and just see if yeah. they if they sprout. Um, but do you think with those little hairs, a little gray-looking root coming out of almost every one of them? You think oh, Lord. You think they're not any good? Uh, that, I'm discouraged by that. Okay, I was afraid of that. But I'm going to give them a try, and I'll let you yeah. know. That next. Just, just plant, right. them in, plant them in the ground. I mean, you know, well, just, what, uh, half an inch deep. Okay, and I'll, I'll let you. How long should I let them soak? They've been in about four, about six hours. Now. Yeah, that, uh, just as long. I, I I usually soak them overnight, but uh, six six, I six hours should be enough, even. Yeah. I'll pull them this evening. How's that? Okay. All right, I'll let y'all know. Thank you. Okay. Good luck to you. Thanks, James. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to talk to you about the confidence that Millburgers gives you when you go shopping at Millburgers. Now, it's not normally the confidence that we talk about, but listen, you go to Millburgers to buy plants. You're going to get a tree, a shrub, a flower, a water feature, whatever you're going to get, you're going to feel confident knowing that the choice that you make is going to do well in South Texas because the plants they carry are known and time-tested to do well in South Texas. You're going to feel confidence knowing that the person who helps you and says, uh, well, you should plant that, is going to take it into consideration. Do you have shade? How much do you water? Where are you going to plant it? So that you're going to plant it in the right place for that particular plant. You're going to feel confident that if it's not a good match, mill Burgers is going to tell you, you got too much shade. It's not going to do well. You're going to feel confident knowing you're getting a great price, great service, and all the advice you need at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullforty Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, hey, if you want to have Trace as a part of your... Uh, uh, question, you've got an opportunity right now. You call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. And, Trace, what else is going on? We haven't, uh, we haven't mentioned the tax-free weekend. We haven't. Oh, that's that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Tomorrow. So, I mean, next nope, weekend. It starts uh, it's three days. It's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Okay. And uh, it's anything that's water saving, mulches, pots, soil, not fertilizer. Although my personal opinion is a well-fertilized plant, yeah, uses its water better, but it doesn't show that chemicals. No, so uh, basically everything we have outside fits, and okay. most everything we have inside doesn't. No, oh, okay. So, like, if I get blue plumbago, is that? It would be. Oh, cool. Uh-oh, Calvin's getting even, even if it's a sale item, uh, you, you, you get to Don't. save on that and wow, no tax. That's pretty cool. All right. I was just signaling that uh, she wants to talk to Trace. Yeah, she wanted to talk to you, Trace. I, I guess they sent her over here. We'll talk to Joyce real quick. Okay. Okay. 210-308-8867. Hey, Joyce, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Sorry, Trace got pulled away. What's going on, Joyce? Oh, good uh, afternoon. Thank you. Well, I just had a comment, please, when you were talking about the calamondins. Mm-hmm. I bought that, uh, we back way back. I don't know how many years. Maybe you all remember when you had your when Jerry was telling us about the wonderful little calamondins, and I bought three of oh, them. Oh, he couldn't <laughs> stop. It was so great. I mean, it, it well, was the next best thing to sliced bread. That calamondin. <laughs> Absolutely. And at that time, I was very interested in bonsai, and I thought, oh, little oranges like that. I had seen seen a picture of, of a tree that yeah. had bonsai. And I thought, oh, that'll be absolutely wonderful. So I bought a couple of them to try it out. But then I found out that they were seedlings and weren't going to bloom for six or seven years. And uh, I kind of just let it go, but I kept them. I didn't try to bonsai the thing. But what I wanted to tell you is uh, you were talking about them being sour. This is the very first year that one of my has had fruit and hey uh, congratulations yeah oh that tree is so i've had it cut back several times so it's a nice small size and it's covered with Mm. those lovely little miniature orange balls it looked so pretty and when uh you talked about them being sour so when they got a good gold color to or yellow color to them i decided i was going to try eating one and yes it was quite tart and so I thought, that's okay. It's still such a pretty thing. I'm just going to let it go. And I did. 
And then uh, they started falling off in about February here, one there, one. I didn't want them lying around. So I'd pick them up, and I was just kind of collecting them. And all of a sudden, I thought, you know, this feels so uh, like a tangerine. The skin is loose. I'm going to try eating another one. And much to my surprise, <laughs> it was as sweet as any tangerine I bought in the store. Yeah. It has a lot of seeds in it, that's true, but yeah. it was it was so loose and the skin came off so easily that not another one of them uh, went to waste from that time on because everybody who tried them thought they were so nice and sweet and it's the perfect backyard snack. The, they come right out of the peel. They come right out of the peel and you can see the seeds on the lawn. <laughs> You can just pop yeah, the whole thing I, I noticed that I noticed the, the the mother tree that I got all that seed off of. Uh, it had that same characteristic uh, when the fruit fell fell off naturally. Uh, I guess it was overripe, so it was was much sweeter than the fruit off the tree. Well, so, so does that mean when they get really when they get really old and uh, white? and brown and everything they're especially good tasting no that's where they got fungus on them <laughs> yeah that's right they can go too far but when they first started to fall is when i first tried them and then even those that i picked off of the tree and, and even those that were picked were were satisfiably sweet i liked them and the folks in the go. neighborhood the folks in the neighborhood that tried them they liked them too so now i'm going to try to do some air layering because people want plants of the tree so we'll see how that goes but i just thought so i would come growing from growing from seed no it takes too long <laughs> no <laughs> okay at least i don't know i'm going to give it a try i don't know if i'll okay <laughs> give it a try all right but at least i don't think they're all bad <laughs> there you go Thank you for calling. Yeah, thanks. These, these guys beat me up all the time about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's amazing that you got some uh, some fruit on there. That's great. Thank you. How long so did much. that take? Uh, when about did you all do that? Ten years. I don't know. Ten years. That sounds about right. Ten or fifteen years. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not often we get something we can pick on Jerry about. No, <laughs> no, not not more than once a show. No, at least. <laughs> okay, so. Trace, you had a. Did you have a question off the air? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so even the best of the best can have issues. Oh. So she had some Coravinca. Okay. And guess how she was watering it? With a sprinkler. Uh, overhead irrigation. Yeah. yeah, sprinkler. So even though it is the best of the best, it can still get the problem if it's not watered correctly. Now you can't control God. No. Yeah. But uh, using overhead irrigation in any way, manner, or form is not a good thing for, for almost every plant. Uh, no, I am. Oh, is that right? Pretty much. I, hmm. Certain things it'll kill. So Vinca's one of them. Zinnias can have problems with it. Oh, those zinnias, they're, they're looking for a place to die. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, uh, did, did her plants were dying? They had aerophotophora? Yeah, they had aerophotophora. They, uh, weren't, they weren't as bad. They hadn't flopped over yet but they were already wilty yeah well there there there's a period there where you just put your transplants in if you use if you use vinca for kind of a one plant in a in a small container i always get nervous about that period that first few days yeah you know and if if you get it too soggy you got a very little root system so you're trying to water it it damps off yeah it's relatively easy to do that exactly 
But uh, and then with this rain, I'm sure uh, yeah. I'll have I'll have some of the same experiences. But uh, it's nothing like the old days. The cor- yeah. the coras do uh, pretty well. So if they have that problem, they need to quit overhead watering, and you try this uh, new one, right? The well, one that's more disease X, resistant. XDR. And or XRD. X, yeah. XDR. XDR. X, yeah. yeah. I had to think about the acronym. Extra XDR. disease resistant. Yeah. yeah. And hmm. just, just get a few to replace the ones that uh, had a tough time with it. Yeah, when uh, Cora first came out, we, we we tried them out over at Forest Appleton's place in Hollywood Park, and they they lost none. None would die. And uh, then after about a few years after, uh, I guess they lost some of the resistance or whatever, and so he planted some more to test that. And uh, sure enough, some colors were more prone to aerophotophora than others. And uh, so, uh, interesting enough, I think the red, I think the red uh, survived better than hardly any well, it, other. It took a long time before they actually had a true red. Oh, I'm yeah, right. yeah, that's true. That's what surprised me. But, uh, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's be, it beats nothing. You know, uh, for a while there, Vinca. That's a good five years. You should nobody yeah, planted Vinca. Nobody would fool with them. Well, we kept moving the planting date back. You know, it got to where we don't plant them until June August. 1st. Yeah, June first. <laughs> well, Trace, this is a uh, good opportunity to kind of you know the commercial that we're airing talks about confidence that gardeners can come in when they come to Millburgers mm-hmm. with finding products that have a history of doing well. So yep, talking about the core of Texas superstars. Yeah, uh, but also confidence in terms of uh, asking somebody, okay, I've got a shady part of the garden. Uh, will this grow there? Of getting an honest answer as to, you know, what to do or, you know, no, this really isn't, you, this one's full sun, but let me show you something. Uh, that, that, that would grow there, that if you're looking for a blue, for instance. Well, I, I, unfortunately, I constantly talk people out of buying certain things, and, <laughs> and I do give them other options. Good. Uh, but, yeah, we try to, we want people to be able to set successful. Yeah. Uh, a successful person is going to keep on doing it, and somebody who fails all the time is going to stop. Yeah. And we, we want them to be successful. That was Mr. Peterson's philosophy. Well, toward that, what other questions are gardeners coming in with? Uh, a while back, we were having turf questions, and are we still getting those? Are they? What else is? Are... Oh, there's still yeah, lots of lots of grass problems. Okay. Uh, lots of people have been having holes in their yard, and they couldn't with no explanation. Why. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, there was a number of possibilities we had to ask questions. So uh, one of them was where it looked kind of like an ant mound, and that that was earthworms, and it was happening right after it rained. Oh, that's um, a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I thought so, but they didn't like the way it looked, so I just told them to mow over it and won't see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, recently, it's been the uh, the digger wasp mm. uh, and some June bugs coming out of the ground. So uh, there's there's a number of different reasons to have holes all over your yard. Well, even, uh, even skunks are harvesting June bugs and uh, yeah. other, other yeah. things. You, you know, we usually think of... That, those are big holes. I'm talking yeah. like quarter size holes. Oh, that's big. 
No, he's talking about them digging it up. So oh, it'll, it'll oh, be like oh, a oh, dinner plate size oh. hole. Oh, wow. Well, actually, they're not. No, the ones I was thinking about were more like a teacup. Cup, yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's still pretty big compared to the quarter size hole. But that that is a kind of a a, a, a unusual situation. You go out in your yard and there's the skunk, <laughs> and and he just oh, stares yeah, at yeah. you. And makes this little run at you, you know. You're gonna, you're gonna fight me, Mister, or are you gonna <laughs> leave me go? Remember, Calvin, if you pick them up by their tails, they can't they spray. Cannot spray. Yeah, that's right. We have yet to have anybody volunteer to try uh, that. So, uh, would you try that on, Calvin, <laughs> and let us know? I, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm fast enough now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, uh, people are swear that that's the truth. Pick them up by the tail, they won't spray. Oh. I, I'm with Calvin. I don't think I can move fast. Nah. Yeah, I think you're you're taking that chance. The uh... the lady was telling me about it. Said uh, they were along her pathway that she walked on, and uh, if they would be in the pathway, she'd just pick them up by the tail and put them to, wow. to the side. Well, that doesn't make any. You'd have to sling them around and get them out of your way. Well, you? yeah, as long as you got them by the tail, okay. won't spray. No. We we don't know why that works exactly we just we've heard rumor has it now i can testify Jerry started that rumor didn't yeah he? he may have i can testify that said, send me your videos of you <laughs> i can testify that grabbing a squirrel yeah. by the tail is not a good idea oh yeah you can but, you can that's, they, that's a glorified rat they, they, they can if you're holding them by the tail, they can reach up and grab your hand with their little claws, which are razor sharp. Hey, we got a special guest on the line, too. So Warren Remy, who's not only a sponsor of the show, but he's going to talk more about those holes, Trace. Uh, oh, you got to, Trace has got to go. But, yeah, uh, he's also a listener. Hey, Warren, which, what's, you wanna, uh, what's going on, man? Hey, just uh, got a new... Do a little fix-up stuff for my daughter, so I'm stopping over here at the at the uh, hardware store. But I heard you talking about the holes in the yard, and uh, we've been over at Spider-Man. We've been getting lots of calls in the last ten days, especially after the rain, and since uh, the caterpillars. No. Oh. And uh, you know the holes that the cicada killer makes is. Well, it's about the size of a nickel, you know, and um, and they they call them. It's a digger wasp family, but they call them a cicada killer because they uh, they will paralyze a cicada after they've dug their hole. They'll take the cicada down into the ground, lay their eggs in there, and when the eggs hatch. The little cicada killer has a feast. They eat the, uh. eat the thing alive? Oh, you better believe it, baby. Oh, they just, man. They're just asleep. They don't They don't I, know what's happening. Oh, they don't know they're being eaten? <laughs> they probably figure it out nope. pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take them long to figure that out. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So. Well, cicada killers are kind of interesting. You, uh, is it something to worry about? Oh. No, no. Well, no, not really. But no. they they, uh, no, they no. look so aggressive, and they they make the kind of the gestures too. Mm. The, the literature keeps saying, uh, and I'm sure Warren has, has heard about this, uh, that they they uh, 
don't normally sting. Like sting or bite you or anything, but they, but they'll make that uh, that gesture towards you that it's kind okay. of okay that you think they're going yeah, to do something. Yeah. And they are especially prone to do that. Uh, dogs, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, is, yeah. Is they, that uh, in your experience, Warren? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They. Uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll get calls from quite a few people, and they'll say, "I cannot get in my front door. These things are attacking me." <laughs> and uh, and they they've got groceries in their in in their hand, and they've got their purse over their shoulder, and they're standing there. And this this big old cicada killer is going to the left and the right, trying to figure out what is this crazy <laughs> lady going to do here. You know, but uh, but they have a they have what's called a ovipositor. Which is what they lay their eggs. They they pierce the uh, whatever kind of insect that's going to be feeding on. They'll pierce it and lay their eggs in there with with their ovipositor, and it looks like a stinger. And that's what people freak out about is they see this this stinger looking thing, and this they looks like a big wasp. Yeah. yeah, and they mm-hmm. and uh, they're totally harmless, you know, and. Uh, I just I hate to really kill them, which we don't really do. I, this that's one thing that I love about the rosemary oil spray that we use. It it really runs them off. And oh, uh, okay, yeah. And then if the homeowner or apartment manager or whoever, if they'll uh, let that ground dry out, then uh, you know they're going to go on and look for some moist ground somewhere else. <laughs> Nobody has mentioned the armadillos. You know, they make holes about the size of a what quarter? Uh, looking for grubs. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. armadillos in a long time. Skunks and uh, oh, or possums. Possums. There you go. Yeah, they're all of them. We, we're getting calls on, on all of that. Uh, possums, uh, yeah. squirrels, and... Uh, you know, in all the years that I've been doing this kind of work, I've never, ever seen a possum in an attic until about six months ago. And huh. my Lord, it actually, you know, I thought this lady was nuts, you know, and she, I think I got something in my attic, and I think it's a possum. And I'm like, sure, oh, sure, lady, you know, and I go over there and get in the <laughs> attic, and whoa, it was a possum. I had to really... Apologize to this lady and said, "Lady, you know, I, I thought you were nuts, but you know, <laughs> you're not nuts." Did he did he back up and open his mouth uh, when when you saw him? <laughs> oh yes, yeah. They do that. They do that gesture. You know, they they show their teeth, which are yeah. actually lots of teeth. You know? They look fierce. <laughs> they look really, really bad. So how did you get him out? Did you hit him in the head and make him play dead and then get him out, or did you trap him? No, we just, you know, we just roped him with that uh, with that that thing that we used to, uh, you know, pick up snakes and things like that. We just grabbed him up and just took him on to a, a better hunting ground, you know? Yeah. It it wasn't a big possum then. Jerry yeah, wants to know why, why you didn't share that possum <laughs> with him. <laughs> it was a, it was a small adult. Yeah. yeah. 
But I like the idea. This is like a new rodeo event, possum wrangling. <laughs> that oh, that oh, old oh. possum can get 50, 60 pounds. They're getting oh, yeah. good, huge. Hmm. Roadkill, you know, that's that's where uh, that's where the term roadkill comes in, you know. There you go. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you were listening. I don't know if you even want to comment. But uh, are you seeing more skunks, and do you advise people pick them up by their tails so they don't get sprayed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need you to try that for us more. Uh-huh. No, no one, apparently not, no one is going to do that, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> it's up to you. No, no, that's not going to okay, be a got any, endorsement at all. If okay. we got any callers that have done that, I, I, t- I think I talked to a local lady that did that, does that. Have you ever heard of that in your since 1976, Warren? <laughs> Pick them up by nah, the tail; we, they won't spray you. We we okay. hate to send our guys out on on skunk calls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they if they do get sprayed, well, that just that ruins the day, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it sounds like you probably don't hate to send them out. It's just you hate to have to come back in. <laughs> And when your dogs get sprayed, that ruins your whole day, too, especially if it's in the middle of the night. Yeah, and there is more activity, I see. We have a big old possum that visits our yard, and I don't know, it plays with the cats. It's it's it's, it's a happy little animal. <laughs> Does it eat the dog food? Uh, no, but it eats uh, the cat treats and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, cool, Warren. I'm glad you called with that. So can I tell folks your... Uh, or you tell them. Tell them your number again. They can find you at GhostSpiderManPest.com. But where, where? what's your number to call us? 210-656-3721. Yeah. Thanks for listening, man. And thanks for, for, for helping us out with other stuff. Did you we have any have other insects? Did we have some other insects? We were going to ask Molly something or Spider-Man. That was last week, and I can't remember what it was. It wasn't the chigger question. Oh, man. All right. They'll come back to us as soon as you hang up and we go to break. Thanks, Warren. <laughs> Bye, Thank Warren. You guys. Take care. Day. Bye. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I want to talk to you about the confidence that Millburgers gives you when you go shopping at Millburgers. Now, it's not normally the confidence that we talk about, but listen, you go to Millburgers to buy plants. You're going to get a tree, a shrub, a flower, a water feature, whatever you're going to get. You're going to feel confident knowing that the choice that you make is going to do well in South Texas because the plants they carry are known and time-tested to do well in South Texas. You're going to feel confidence knowing that the person who helps you and says, uh, well, you should plant that, is going to take it into consideration. Do you have shade? How much do you water? Where are you going to plant it? So that you're going to plant it in the right place for that particular plant. You're going to feel confident that if it's not a good match, Millburgers is going to tell you, you got too much shade. It's not going to do well. You're going to feel confident knowing you're getting a great price, great service, and all the advice you need at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullfordy Road. And welcome. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, where lots of folks are here today. 
and uh, doing shopping and finding great plants and uh, great opportunities. So we encourage you to come on out. You can find Jerry's recent uh, uh, Blue Days, which you know we were talking about for just half a minute, and people were already coming in. I don't know how they, they drove here that fast. but yeah, And Calvin said he's going to have an article about it in a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Not, uh, let's see, not the next Saturday, but Saturday after. Okay. It's a good plan. I, I don't even think I've got pictures of it. No. I mean, you know, it's been around a long time, but I don't have pictures of it. Uh, those of you, uh, I want to announce our weekly webinar. Oh, yeah. David Rodriguez and uh, Molly Fleck are doing, uh, still doing those webinars. And uh, on Tuesday, May the 19th, from 1 to 2 p.m., David will be talking about tropical escape with superstar plants. That's a, that's a good title. And he'll probably talk about the blue days and yeah. some of those other plants, too. And then on uh, Wednesday, May 20th, the day after, from 1 to 2, uh, common landscape pest, especially in superstars. What's he going to talk about? What's she going to talk about? I can't think of a, a bad pest on the superstar planet. I can't think. Let's see. What do we got? Blue days. We got some. <laughs> you got Esperanza and Firebush and. Oh, she'll get. She'll come up with blue bonnets. Uh, she and... always does a good job. <laughs> uh, what was I going to? Uh, oh, you know, there's another webinar on Monday, isn't there? The 18th. Isn't uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas have a webinar on soil? Uh, Ron Sayhill, I think, is... Uh, I haven't gotten anything. You haven't? You got an announcement? I got I got one announcement, but I don't think it was that. So, But, if but you, anyway, they're, they're playing around with the webinar. Yeah. Go... Uh, the Extension Service has got a good schedule of them, so go to their... Yeah, their their uh, Bear County Extension website, and uh, Jerry mentioned it's Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then ch- just just f- f- make sure check out the G- Gardening Volunteers uh, website too, because uh, there if uh, unless they've changed it, the last word was the 18th. They were scheduled. Ron Sayhill was going to talk about soil improving your soil so that you're more successful gardening. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Uh, I've got the, this is the Master Gardener, uh, David Rodriguez and um, Molly uh, deal that I've got listed on plantanswers.com at the bottom left of the, the, on the front page, and it talks about uh, webinars for May 2020. And it tells you exactly how to get in on those. In other words, how to connect with those webinars. And it's actually got uh, active uh, links that you click on uh, to register for the Cisco WebEx meeting. And uh, I put I put an important note on there. Only register at the date and time of the presentation. 
Uh, Calvin and Milton says, well, it, what, an hour before? No, you can, you can, but you're, you're making it sound too difficult. The, I mean, I, so for big meetings, I, I get there about 10 minutes before. Okay. But if, if you're late, just, just click on it anyway. Go for it. Yeah, but they have, Calvin was telling me the ones, the ones that he listened to, they had hundreds of uh, mm-hmm. people connected. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be an issue. Okay. And so uh, they'll be listed, and if uh, if the garden, if the GVST has stuff, uh, I'll put that on uh, the website, too. Um, also, we uh, are looking at Neil Sparrow's uh, questions and answers, and he said... Uh, which is very pertinent at this time of the year, says several types of weeds, including sprouting acorns, Virginia creeper, and a very fine, weedy, grassy weed have invaded my dwarf and many uh, many mondo beds. Uh, how can I control these? And he said, uh, Neil was telling her there's no herbicide to control them. Then he gets another question, said, uh, uh, let me see, uh, to get rid of weeds, we have planted in raised beds and put concrete stones and gravel around the garden. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we have a, well, okay, here we go. We have a large hill covered with Asian jasmine. I do too. An aggressive three-leaf vine that I do not believe is poison ivy is out is outgrowing the jasmine. I, a few weeks ago, you had suggested a paint a broadleaf weed killer onto its leaves, but I can't do that. Too large an area. Do you have any other suggestions that won't kill the Asian jasper? And Neil talks about no. <laughs> uh, if I had, uh, I wouldn't have suggested painting the herbicide on the weed. And then he goes talking about, uh, uh, but you have to remember that trying to kill one type of broadleaf plant, the weed, Within a big planting of another type of broadleaf plant, Eurasian jasmine, there's no herbicides that are specific. Now he goes into this. I will tell you that glyphosate only herbicides have been used to control Bermuda grass invasions into Asian jasmine after the ground cover's leaves have matured in early summer, mid-June. And I do I have not personally seen it do damage to the jasmine. I'm going to go a little further than that. I've never seen it. I've never been able to kill a- Asian jasmine with Roundup. And I, I've had it going in my windows and... Uh, climbing trees and covering wood fences and everything else. But how, Neil says, however, I do not 
I have not recommended that application because it's not on the label. Uh, I merely mention it and tell readers and listeners to assume they assume all risk. But uh, like I said, there is no risk to using Roundup only uh, herbicides on the Asian jasmine. Uh, like you know, like Neil said, it's not on a label, but uh, it works. Roundup doesn't do a good job killing weedy, I mean, uh, uh, woody plants. So uh, to control my Asian jasmine, <laughs> I've had to use uh, Remedy and uh, have to be careful to keep it from under uh, trees and stuff. But it's, it's, uh, it, it works on Asian jasmine. And, but Roundup doesn't even work on the... Uh, uh, immature or sprouting uh, Asian jasmine. Now, what you do have to uh, watch for is not not spray it to runoff. Just spray the uh, remedy to uh, to uh, you know to cover the foliage to wet the foliage. And uh, also, you have to remember that. Uh, uh, like I said, Roundup is not good on woody plant material, so I don't know if it'll kill their vine or not. Uh, they 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 compare it to uh, 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 they compare it to uh, poison ivy, which might might make it a woody woody vine. Hmm. But, well, uh, they they spent a lot of time in years past uh, describing how to control poison ivy with Roundup. Yeah. In the fall and what what the condition of the plant should be and yeah. how much water it should have had and everything. So it's not that, of course, poison ivy is t- pretty tough to control. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, guys, we're, we've run out of time. No. Nope, so we're going to say goodbye for today, but... We're back here next weekend here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road. We hope you'll come out and uh, join us. It'll be interesting to see all the new cool things that Trace has got to uh, to talk about then. Thanks to Al for doing a great job, and, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wick. We'll see you back next Saturday and Sunday at Millburgers on 930 a.m. The Answer.